teams sit right on the baseline. The big fella from New Zealand. When we cut him off baseline, he started walking in there. Welcome on in to the Baseline Podcast. Uh, this is Josh here. And firstly, before we get into this episode, uh, appreciate all the support uh, of the pod in the last, you know, couple of couple of months. Stevie and I have been like really grateful for you guys checking out the pod, uh, especially during this time of uh, lockdown at the time of recording here on Friday. Uh, today we're doing a Chicago Bulls recap, sort of the draft off season, just like all the other team recaps we've been doing. And uh, in order to do this, I'm joined alongside. Uh, my guy Dave Watson, aka Big Dave from the Ball on Bulls Pod, uh, as well as now co-host of the Locked On Bulls Pod. Uh, Dave, how you doing, man? Josh, I'm beautiful. I do have a question for you though. What what's is up? it? What's it like in New Zealand right now with all the things that's going on with COVID? What's what's it like there? Yeah, no, it's been honestly. So the whole country's in lockdown at the moment because firstly, it was one initial COVID case in the whole mm-hmm. country. And then I think over the last couple of days, it's grown by like maybe 20 or 30. Uh, so I think it's more of a precautionary lockdown. But in saying that, seeing what's happening in Sydney, you know, they're getting like 600 cases a day. And they also started yeah. off at one. So I'm pretty sure like, you know, the country just wants to make sure it doesn't really follow the same, you know, same trend sort of thing. Because Australia mm. is really bad at the moment. So, you know, we're mm. trying to make sure that we don't get in that situation. Yeah, you don't want to get in the situation of the states either. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you definitely don't exactly. want to get in that, man. Like to hear how many there are, like it's definitely unfortunate, but yep. man, like it's ooh. <laughs> it yeah, goes down here, mean. man. And, and yeah, a lot of people, you know, just want to do their own thing. And exactly, yeah, it's a whole thing, Josh. It's a whole thing over here. So, but I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you know your people are safe, though, man. Yes, sir. No, it's been, you know, we've been really lucky, actually, like the whole year, like we've been in lockdown since maybe like, what, April last year now, we're in August, so it's been, it's it's been pretty good. It's been like able to live our lives, you know, semi somewhat Mm -hmm. normally, yeah, Mm -hmm. compared to guys in the States and stuff, but no, it's been, it's been all right, to be honest. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I mean, anyway, like talking the Chicago Bulls, uh, Mm -hmm. honestly, this is the first time I've been able to talk Bulls in a bit. We haven't done the Bullish podcast in a while, been really busy with, uh, the baseline stuff here in New Zealand, it's been really taken off lately. It's been so good to see. But, uh, you know, talking Bulls, firstly, uh, I mean, I'm down to start with the draft, considering that was like the most kind of recent thing of this offseason being uh, they drafted Io Desumu uh, in the second round. And I guess we can talk about Marco Simonovic too, because he was drafted last year and, you know, we saw him play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those two both took part in Summer League. We saw a lot, of, a lot of ups and downs from both players, especially, you know, Io in his last game, you know, it was really, really good. I think he had 20, 27 points, 29 points. Yeah, in his, like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, his last game, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll start off there. You know, he's a point guard, explosive, Chicago native. You know, mm-hmm. seems like a strong finisher, good transition player. I, I'm, I've been liking what I've been seeing from Io in terms of, uh, you know, just flashes of what his potential can kind of look like, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're watching Summer League. Uh, How did you find Io? Well, I well since I O you know is from Chicago, uh, yeah, yeah. everybody's kind of got a idea when you're from here about him. And he went to you know uh, U of I, you know same place, same school mm. Kendall Gill uh, went to. Mm. Um, and I'm a big U of I fan. Uh, oh, okay. So, so I've watched. I've, yeah, I've I've seen a lot yeah, a yeah. lot of Io, and it's been you know what's interesting is I didn't even watch the draft. I was on vacation when the draft happened. Wow. And when I looked at my phone and saw the pick was at like 30, my first thought was, oh, where did Io go? Because I just knew he was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was like, wait, he's still here? And yeah. I said, wow, it'd be crazy if he ended up in Chicago. I was like, no, nah, it's eight picks. He'll be gone by the end. He's, he should be out of here. And then uh, <laughs> I'm with friends who don't watch sports. And yeah. I saw we got Io, and I'm excited. And they're looking no at me way. like I'm insane. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, no, dude, we got – this is good. Y'all don't understand that. Like, all right, it's yeah. a restaurant day. Relax. Like, yeah. <laughs> chill out. Like, like, no, this is cool. But I like him. Um, I've always one the one thing I always like about him is his work ethic. Because uh, what he was his freshman year, he was not his junior year. Um, and so you had to do a lot of work to get to a guy to become the best point guard in college basketball. He literally has an award saying <laughs> I was the best yeah. point guard in college basketball, the Bob Cousy Award. So to get to that from where he was his freshman year, let you know the work that he was willing to put in to get better. Uh, he comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Definitely thought he was a first round pick. As he said, he doesn't think it was 37 people better than him. 
Um, so he comes in with that chip. Uh, as far as his game is concerned, offensively, yeah, he can score. Uh, his best, the best trait of his offensive skill, in my opinion, is him in transition. Um, he's a beast in transition. Like he is completely hard to stop, and he makes really wonderful, quick decisions uh, in transition with the basketball. He's also solid on the pick and roll too. Mm. Uh, he averaged about five or six assists uh, in college, which was the most he had averaged since he had been uh, at Illinois. And people would say, yeah, well, you know, he was getting those assists because, you know, he had uh, Kofi Cockburn, who was a very dominant center. And I was like, hmm, well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if he could kind of play with a dominant center? Oh, yeah, guess what? He is. Like He's playing with <laughs> one in Vooch. He averaged 20 and 11. So, yeah, yeah. he's not going to have a problem with that. Um, and you kind of saw that in Summer League with his pick and uh, roll with, that he was running with Marco and those beautiful passes he was uh, hitting him with. So he's yeah. excellent. As far as uh, that is concerned, when it comes to facilitating in that sense, uh, but his bread and butter, Josh, is going to be on defense. That's what's going to get him into the ball game because that dude is nice on defense, and he was nice on defense in college. The hardest thing to stop in basketball, the hardest play to stop, is the most simplest one, which is the pick and roll. And he defends the pick and roll very, very well. The way he slips those screens and stays with that ball handler when he's trying to uh, get that pick. So he, you know, go to the bucket. The way he stays with the ball handle and uses his length and uses his agility and his quickness to stay in your face and get on your nerves and just agitate you is excellent and fun to watch. And that's why he's so good in transition because he gets those mm. steals. Uh, he gets those kind of steals. When he gets it, he's the one starting the break. He's the one leading it. Like he doesn't have to give the ball off to somebody else. No, he'll start the break and he'll finish it properly. So that's why I think he's going to come into play. He's got. He definitely has to work on his shooting. In college, yeah, I agree. yeah in college, his, his three point shooting uh, was his, his best year was his junior year. I believe he shot what like thirty eight percent from three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he shot, and that was very good for him because he's not. He was not a great three point shooter. Uh, mm. I don't expect him to be one, but I do expect him to be serviceable uh, from the three point line. But he's, you know, I don't think they're going to call on him to be that anyway. Uh, like I said, the way he's going to get on the floor is his is his hard work and his defense and running that transition. I believe those are the things that are going to get him on the floor. So all the flaws that he might have that people complain about, I'm like, it's a second round pick with first round talent. So I'm not really mad or concerned about any of his flaws. He went in the second round and he is a guy who loves to be in the gym. He loves to get better and he wants to get better. And he has that real straight up chip on his shoulder. And also, when you're from Chicago, man, you playing here for the Bulls, that Dude, that puts hype. a little something on you, man. Yeah, yep, that yep. that's a thing you, that puts something on you, and he welcomes that. So I, I'm very happy for him, and yeah, I think I think it'd be fun to watch him this season, especially playing uh, defense. Yeah, exactly. I think to his role in terms of like a, a defensive guard who can run a bit of pick and roll, not a bad playmaker, gets out in transition a lot. You know, somebody like that could be a perfect fit either next to, you know, Zach Levine in certain spot minutes or Kobe White off the bench. You know, I think he kind of complements those players well and you know, credit to AK for finding, you know, you know guys in the, in the later round of the draft. I mean, it seemed like Io was a no-brainer considering, you know, even he thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Dropping to, did he drop to 44 or was it 46? Uh, was it? Io? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was 38th in the draft. 38th, 38th. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So, yeah, that's crazy that uh, the Bulls managed, managed to pick him up, uh, you know, midway through his second round. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm excited to see what he can be, man. Like, he looked good in summer league, especially the last couple of performances. You know, he reminds me a bit, I guess, in the sense of offensively, a bit of like Chris Dunn. You know, Dunn likes to get out and transition a lot. I think when they, they kind of have similar dual moves when they get to the rim. You know, both like to get to the rim a lot. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I was going to be like, you know, Chris Dunn, 2017, 2018 player. But, you know, mm -hmm. say you can get somebody like that in the second round, it turns into like, you know, a serviceable NBA player, you know, one of you know, a really, really good defensive guard. I mean, I'd say that's pretty cool. Do you have like a, like a player comp for Io that you kind of like for his, uh, you know, first season in, in the NBA or someone you kind of envision him as, uh, as being, if he can put a little together? Just yesterday. And I mean, just yesterday in a group text, I compared him to Chris Dunn. That's crazy. Um, Bro, I, see I it just there. said that. Yeah. I just said that yesterday. I said he reminds me of Chris Dunn, but better offensively. And yep. I like his defense. I like his one-on-one -on -one defense better because the steals he gets leads to points because he gets the ball. And like I said, he's a beast in transition. Mm. So he's the best of both worlds in that sense because Chris Dunn would get that steal 
but then you know you got to run the offense, you know the yeah, half court of offense and yeah. stuff like that. Not with him when he get, when he gets to steal, we're gone, we're off. You know what I mean? It's 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 time to run. So yeah. that's the difference I think with him, and obviously I think he's you know better offensively uh, than Chris Dunn. But yeah, that's that's honestly that's the person I thought of. Like I was like, he really reminds me like a Chris Dunn or even a Patrick Beverly, you know, kind of type. Yeah, you know yeah, definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely. That can agitate you and get in your jersey, but he can actually score. Yeah. And, you know, one more thing I've got to add to Ayo. I've asked a few people about this, but I'm just not really too sure yet. And that's whether or not you think that he's going to kind of sneak in through rotation in the regular season. I personally think he's probably going to spend a lot of time for the City Bulls. You know, maybe called mm-hmm. up to play for the Bulls a bit. But honestly, I've got no idea how the Bulls plan to use him. What do you reckon? I think uh, he'll play, I mean, because Kobe White is out. So of course, yeah, yeah. For, for that reason, I think he'll get an opportunity uh, to be in the game. Uh, but I agree with you. I think he'll be spending some time in the G League for sure, which is which is completely fine because uh, yep. I would like for him to develop a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, I think he'll get a shot early on while, while Kobe White is out to, you know, kind of get a feel for him. Because you want to get your second-round pick who's from here, you kind of want to get him on the floor and get him, you know, that feel of the United Center, uh, mm-hmm. what it's like to be in that NBA game and kind of work those kinks out. Because then you could look at it and say, okay, I need to work on this, 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 this. Let's hit this G League and let's dominate that and and work on these things that I need to work on. So I think that is where we're going to see him because of the Kobe White injury. So it might be a blessing in disguise for him. Uh, We don't want Kobe injured, but it might be a blessing in disguise for Ayo just to get those reps uh, on on a real NBA roster. You know what I'm saying? And finding out how it works. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, like – the other Bulls draft pick, so this guy, obviously 2020, uh, didn't play at all last season, came over to Chicago about a month ago, played for Summer League, Marco uh, Simonovic. Uh, you know, yeah. I watched a bit of Marco throughout the Summer League, tried to, you know, keep a kind of focus on him to see what type of player the Bulls had because, you know, a lot of people have been viewing him as like a Lowry replacement sort of sort of type player. Uh, I think he got better every game as Summer League continued and then obviously he had that big game against, against the Grizzlies. You know, he dropped six assists and he's obviously six foot 11. So, you know, big dude dropping six assists is, uh, you know, that's how, you know, you kind of got like a you know, talented passing big man sort of thing. Uh, yeah, 14.6 assists. I think he had eight boards. You know, Marco is a very interesting player just because his skill set is like very intriguing in terms of being like, you know, a modern day big. A lot of people want to compare him to like a Jokic type player, but, you know, obviously we've got to see how that kind of goes ahead a few years from now. But in saying that, you know, if, if the Bulls get, if AK can get another Jokic and yeah, it's, kind of crazy but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, yeah it'd be very crazy but uh, no nah, yeah. marco's i feel like he got better every game he played you know he's got a strong mm-hmm. skill set i think he definitely needs to develop more you know in terms of being a viable th- nba three-point shooter you know his shot kind of looked a bit off throughout those games but you know i kind of like what i saw from him obviously like you know very raw mm-hmm. very very raw yeah. um but let me tell you something josh like if there was anybody I was watching with an eagle eye. <laughs> it was Marco Zbudovic. <laughs> I watched every single thing he did. Um, I had an he was he was the one I was definitely keeping the eye on the most because I wanted to see what this was and yeah. who he is. Because I know if he's if he's not good, then he's gonna get torn apart. But if he is good, he's filled a void that the Bulls have. And I wanted to see what he was. Uh, because I watched a lot of him, you know, a lot of his tape, you know, when he was playing, you know, overseas. Of course, And yeah. his his numbers, you know, were always the same. It was always, you know, 18 and 12. You know what I mean? Uh, 16 and 13, 24 and, and, and 16. You know, it was always double-double machine. Um, so I wanted to see if that would continue. And if that, you know, because it takes a lot to be that kind of guy. So I wanted to see what that was. I, I got to say, I was impressed. Um, hmm. I watched him, and first of all, one of my favorite things is basketball IQ. I yes. love when a player's IQ is super-duper high, and his IQ is super-duper high. His footwork is awesome. If you're watching his feet uh, in the post and you're watching his brain work, he knows where to be. He never was out of place. He knew exactly where he was supposed to be. He was all about setting those screens, and he was physical. That's the one thing I like. He was <laughs> physical. He was yep. he he didn't mind the contact. That's how he would score. I, when I would watch tapes of him, a video of him overseas, he would get to the line. That's how he would get his points. He would go inside and get fouled, get to the line. You saw that same thing happening here. 
He would yep. get get the ball, try to go up strong. He didn't just go up to get fouled. He would just go up strong, and he would get fouled. I love his hands. His hands are awesome. Uh, his three point shooting was not as good as I saw when I, when it was uh overseas. So that was the that was a minus. That was probably the only minus uh, I looked at when I saw him. But he didn't mind uh getting it top of the key and taking it to the cup himself. Uh, he loves to run the floor. He said in the interview, one of my goals is just to outrun the other center on the other team. Is is that's what I want to do? I just want to run and outrun. He's in the perfect place for that. That's all this Bulls team is going to do this year. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what they're going to do is run. So he's in the perfect place to do that. And he's going to get an easy six points if he just runs the floor. My favorite play, Josh, that he did, and I wanted to – I really wanted to put this on uh, Twitter and act like I was Hubie Brown and break it down. But my favorite play that he did was he – there was a play – oh, man, was it – I think it was New Orleans they were playing. And New Orleans misses the shot. There was a scrum for the, you know, the ball. Yeah, yep. uh, he's in the scrum, and the ball comes out. If it, it goes ahead, I believe to Patrick Williams, and the first bull you see in your screen is Marcos Vadovich. He's your center. He, yep. he, <laughs> he outran everybody. He outran the entire Pelicans team down the floor. And what was so impressive was, like I said, he was in the scrum. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. the ball went flying out, he was the first one down the floor. Patrick Williams said, oh, you're here? Here's the ball. Lay up. Two points. He's going to get an easy six points in this league if he just does that, if he just runs the floor. Because a lot of these centers ain't going to want to do that, especially yeah. the veteran ones. They ain't going to want to do that. So I was very impressed with him um, as far as his IQ uh, was concerned. Like I said, his three-point shooting needs to get better. I need to see his defense get a little bit better. He knows where to be. But he doesn't know how to kind of use his body to go up against guys because uh, he was getting dunked on and guys were scoring on him easy inside. So I don't know what that is with him, but I don't want to say he shrunk when that when those guys came because I think that's the wrong word. But, you know, I just think he needs to work on his defense and his presence there more because it seems like he's not trying to draw a foul uh, when he's in when he's playing defense. Like he's not trying to, you know, do that or he's like, no, the probability it's like he's. He's he's weighing the probability of them scoring. He's like, yeah. well, this looks like it'll be two points, so I'm not going to worry about it because we're going to get it back on the other end. It's it's like that's how he's thinking, and I don't need, and that's cool, but I don't need him to think like that yet. Mm-hmm. I need him to you know use his body to impose that will a little bit on on some of these uh, little guys coming in, not even the big man, but just some of the little guys that are coming to the hole. I need them to know that hey, I got a six foot eleven dude in here. It's not going to be easy for you. So, but. Those are things that are easily worked on. Uh, everything else that he has usually has to be taught to you, especially if you're a second rounder. And he already knows them. So, I, yeah, I was overall impressed with him. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely thinking that Marco, his skill set combined with his you know, versatility and his size and his ability to kind of do a lot of yeah, a lot of cool things on, on the floor. Like, as you said, you know, the hustle play is really smart. I think he's a very good passer for his size. You know, it's really exciting to see what this guy could look like a couple of years from now, you know, when he adds a couple of, a bit of size, gets used to the NBA, you know, all that sort of stuff. All things considered, I think Marco could be a really good, uh, really good player for the Bulls. I'm not talking like a Nikola Jokic player, but, you know, even if the Bulls can just get a solid, you know, a solid rotational player out of a second round pick that can, you know, play here for the next, you know, seven to 10 years or whatever like that. You know, that's right, just, re- that's right. really good value out of your second round pick. And that's obviously what, you know, AK was looking for. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this pick here. I feel like, uh, you know, Marco is kind of going to be a player to to look out for in terms of, you know, a good rotational big going forward and just to see how he kind of improves as he gets more experience uh, over, uh, in the United States, you know, playing the NBA. Absolutely right. And I have to trust uh, AK and, and Mark yep. Eversley. They have all my trust. So when they said he was ready to come over here, I didn't question it. I just wanted to see it. And when I looked at it and I said, I was like, okay, I see exactly what they were looking at. This dude is, he isn't scared. Like he is not scared to get in there and play basketball. And those are things we complained about Lowry about. Uh, the things I said that he does, physicality. he does well. And he has no problem with that. Yes. Physicality. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Like there were many times Lowry forgot he was seven feet tall. And many times he would just stand out there. The amount the of tweets and, and about that over the last like three years of Lowry is just, it gets me every time. <laughs> you know, like physicality tweets. Dude, yeah, that guy man, sees like those it... tweets. I see why he just took the bulls out of his bio and just completely just, just does not like Chicago. Right, he's gone. He's out of there. 
He's out of here. I don't know why people think he's staying. I'm like, no, dude, trust me. He's gone. They're trying to he's get him gone. out of here. They're just being smart right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to be out of here. But yeah, he's he's like the anti-Lowry right now. So yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I like his too. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to love him. In in Chicago, if you're physical and, and you, you work hard, you know what I mean? They can see mm-hmm. it and you're diving on the floor doing all that. You get a certain kind of love. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Joe Kim Noah, Taj Gibson, you know, uh, um, Oh man, ne- ne- not Nico. Uh, uh, Nocioni. Uh Andres Nocioni was beloved here in Chicago for those reasons. So yep. they loved to Kirk Heinrich. You know the grit yeah, goat, yeah, yeah. Kirk Heinrich. So you know they love those kind of tough nosed hard players, and he he can definitely be that. But he has what I'd like is he's got a little finesse to him. He's got a smoothness to him where it doesn't look as clunky and as raw. I got to play this way. It looks more smoother than that. You know what I mean? And I, and I like that about his game and he can shoot free throws. Like that's very important too. Like he can actually shoot at a very high percentage of, at the free throw line. That's yeah. important. I'm t- yeah. That's, that's going to be important. So yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one last player from the summer league who, who we did see play, who I was very, very excited to see play, and also quite impressed. Uh, that's be- that being Patrick Williams. You know, our, our all of our expectations for Pat are just getting higher, considering you know how young he is and what he showed in his rookie year. Like a dude's still nineteen years old. Like it's crazy to believe. I sit there watching him. I'm like, this dude's two years older than me, and he's like, just he's a monster, bro. <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching Pat, like far out. I could have been at school for this guy, but no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy this dude's a beast man and watching him in summer league i was like jeez what am i seeing now he, he looked really yeah. strong you know obviously he didn't play the last couple of games like the bulls let him go but uh you know he was really really aggressive you know i think his uh his shot, shot mechanics i think they still do need some work they did look a little mm-hmm. bit better but i do think they need some work you know he just looked really strong and really aggressive, which is kind of what I, I feel like the point of kind of the message AK was trying to get across, you know, be yourself, be confident, be aggressive, you know, take 30 mm-hmm. shots a game. And that's what we kind of saw from Pat. I, th- I thought he looked uh, way bigger. You know, he looked more aggressive mm-hmm. to score. I think around the room, he looked better. You know, he had that game, I might have been against Memphis, where he, where he scored like or assisted on like the last eight points of the game to close it out for the Bulls. Might have been the Hornets. I yeah. can't remember. But, you know, yeah. I-, I think that uh, we saw you know, an improved Patrick Williams, a much improved version. No question about it. Um, I've always said this about Patrick Williams. When people talk about Patrick Williams and, and you know, his, his faults and what he can't do, all they say is, well, you know, I want to see him be more confident on the court and take 20 shots a game. I'm like, yep. okay, those aren't faults. Those are just things that you really want to see. So for me, that tells you uh, that people really see the talent. They know what he is and, you can nitpick at things like, you know, his dribbling, of course. His dribbling's got to get better. He had a lot of turnovers uh, in that summer league because he doesn't mm-hmm. have handles. The other thing about him is he doesn't have a move, and that's another thing he's going to have to get. He does not have a go-to move. He can't, you know, back anybody down like, oh, there go that move Pat Williams does right here. He, he doesn't have that, but he'll get that because, once again, like my man Josh said, he's he's 19 years old. So he'll, he'll definitely Crazy. get that. It's insane. But, man, dude, I'm like – he he looks like a monster now. Like he just looks so built and cut. He said after the season, he only had about seven days off, and wow. he had been in the gym that all that time up until summer league. So seven days off until when the season ended to summer league. Like that's that's been Patrick Williams, and you're seeing the results. Uh, I like how he said it's not in his nature to be aggressive, but it's something that he has to get used to because that's what coach wants from me. And that's something I have to provide. You yeah. saw that in the game you just mentioned when he when he hit those last eight points at halftime. The team said he went in he and he was aggressive in talking to them and how he was speaking to them <laughs> about how we need to go and out here and do our thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was waiting to see because I knew last year it was a, he was a rookie year. He's eighteen. He's timid. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't want to step on no toes. I get that, but I wanted to see what progression you were going to see the year two. That was the biggest one to me. I mean, I'll, I'll get into the nuances of his game in a second. But that was the biggest one to me, Josh, was because that's mental. And when you can change your mental along with changing your physical, because the game and life in general is 90% mental and 10% physical. So if you can change your mental along with the physical that you put on top of that, that's how you become great in anything. Mm. So that when I watched him do that and him his teammates saying that and then them saying in the fourth quarter he demanded the basketball 
He was like, I want the ball. I want to go score. Give me the ball. I'll do it. That's, woo, man, the, the big toe shot up in my shoe. That was so nice <laughs> so to say. Yeah. Man, so I got good. so happy, man. Even on that last dunk to cap off that eight-point run when Yo. Dotson hit him with that pass, he didn't go in soft with a, with a little lay-in, nothing like that. No, he put his head over the rim. And tried to bring the whole back with a, a vicious, nasty dunk. Like, yeah, game over. That's the stuff you want from Pat Williams. Because even with all those flaws, with his dribbling, with the turnovers, with the with uh, like you said, his shot mechanics being bad. It, well, he still would averaging what like close to thirty and shooting like forty two a game. Yep. Like, come on, man. Like, that's just impressive uh, for a dude who only played two of those games. Like. <laughs> And then they were like, because, and I'm glad the coach was on, and AK were on the same page as I was. After that second, I was like, okay, I don't need to see anymore. I'm good. I got it. I I, I got it. Thank you. And they, I'm glad they felt that way too, because when it's seven days, I'm like, let that dude go rest for a second. Like, let him get a day off, go enjoy his game and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I was very impressed. I didn't need to see anymore after those two games, but from what I saw and just hearing how he spoke, uh, after those games, talking talking to the uh, press, just how he spoke with the confidence and how he was, yeah, like coach keeps telling me this and saying I got to be more, you know, physical. I got, I got to be more aggressive, and that's what we're trying to do because I'm just trying to win and get the W. Like he talks a little differently. You know what I mean? It's not as soft-spoken. It's still a, a soft-spokenness in there, but it's not as soft-spoken. It's a little yeah. more aggressive. And the great thing about the flaws that I pointed out, and this is my final point, the great thing about the flaws I pointed out, about the dribbling and not having a shot, he don't have to worry about that yet this year because he's like the fifth option on the team. Exactly. <laughs> cool. That's the funny so thing. He doesn't, yeah. yeah. Isn't it great? Like, he doesn't even have – he has time to, again, learn and grow into just something wonderful. So, yeah, the growth from last year to where he is in the summer league has, has just been awesome to see, and I, I can't wait to watch more. The crazy thing about Pat that I worked out the other, I think I saw this on Twitter somewhere. So obviously Kate Dunningham, number one pick, right? I think Pat yeah, is yeah. three, two or three months older than him. And obviously Pat's entering his wow. second year, Kate's in his first year. It's crazy, man. So, you know, the fact this dude is so young and still so, uh, I, I, he's obviously not as raw as, you know, he was when he first came into the league. You know, we can kind of start to see what type of player he's going to be. And he's, he's getting a lot better. Like summer league, 21 points, 10 rebounds. 44% from three on like eight attempts a game. You know, right. he, he looks strong. He looked really strong. And my only yeah. thing with Pat that I'm, I guess you could say a bit skeptical about or a bit worried about is, as you mentioned, him being the fifth option on the team, you know, arguably, you know, even more down than that, considering you got Kirby White on the team when he comes off the bench. You know, mm. I, I feel like Pat might be very, very, I guess you could say passive offensively, considering he knows that, you know, he's like the fifth, sixth, seventh option on the team. You know, I really don't want it to happen either. I don't want him to be you know, the Larry Markin and sitting in the corner, you know, waiting for the ball. Like, <laughs> we still want to see Pat, yeah. you know, have his opportunity to score and be in the spotlight, even though obviously he's like, you know, the fourth best scorer on the team behind, you know, like Levine, Vucevic, DeRozan, you know, White. Right. You know, we, we still want to see Pat get the shots. I don't want him to be that guy putting up like, you know, seven points on like four shots a game. Like, that's just the worst case scenario for your second year player who's got all this potential. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. And he doesn't strike me as someone that's going to do that. And he doesn't have the people around him. That's going to allow him to do that. That's a good so point. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, because you saw in the off season, Billy Donovan had him at the Bucks game in the playoffs. Mm. He was sitting right next to him. Like he, he took him to the game. When do you see that? <laughs> you know, in the NBA, hey, like, Boylan did go to Finland really to hang out with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> do not forget that all time. Great bulls moment. <laughs> I know Lowry was like, man, when this dude go home, please. Like, why are you here? Get out of my house, man. Like, this is crazy. But again, <laughs> but yeah, but he took Pat to the game. That's like, he true. took him yeah, to yeah, a, yeah. Pl- a playoff finals game because he wanted him to watch. And I guarantee you he was watching Giannis. Yeah. Like, he's just sitting. Yeah. Yeah. How to guard him and what he also does because mm. of his physical stature, you know, and his size and, you know, his game. Yep. Um, And then also on top of that, they brought in another guy. I'm sure we'll get into it later, but they brought in another guy who's a mid-range monster. And that's kind of what you want Pat to improve on also. Uh, because Pat has said the guy he mimicked his kind of game after was Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard is a mid-range assassin. So you bring in a guy who knows how to play that way, <laughs> knows how to have that game. And I can't wait for him to give that kind of knowledge over to people like uh, Pat Williams, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about his future. But you're right. 
about the passiveness, but I don't think he has the people around him that will allow him to do that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I get that too. And yeah, I think we can, you kind of alluded towards uh, the Bulls' biggest signing over free agency. Yes, I, I'm, down, I'm down to get talking on him, and that's obviously DeMar DeRozan. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and as you said, mid-range assess, assassin. He's averaged like 20-plus points for the last six, eight years in the league. You know, he's a pure right. scorer, and he doesn't get it from three either. He gets to the line a heap. They're really, really good at the line too. Look, I think that his fit with the Bulls is like, is uh, I don't know if it's going to be questionable, but it's a bit questionable in the sense that you know Demar is most effective when he has the ball in his hands, and obviously you got guys like you know Zach who needs the ball in his hands. Obviously, we want to see Lonzo for ball in his hands a bit. We'll talk about soon. You know, it's just about getting the right balance where you can have Demar and Zach as your main kind of ball handler. You know, you're like your one A being Zach, your one B being Demar. Because, you know, if you've got DeMar playing off the ball, obviously he's, he's not a three-point shooter. You can't have him floating up in the corner or, or whatnot. You know, he's got to be having the ball in his hands to be able to make plays for others because he's a very good passer, you know, these days, much improved playmaker. And obviously he's got the mid-range finishing at the rim, you know, getting to the line. So, yeah, my maybe biggest concern for DeMar, I, I love the signing, by the way, is just, you know, how the Bulls will use him, especially offensively, given, you know, you've got Zach mm-hmm. and Vooch. You know, DeMar's never been a third option before. He's always been a first option. Obviously, Toronto... And then San Antonio. So, yeah, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how Billy Donovan uh, wants to use Demar. Yeah, you're right about that. And that's, that's been a lot of people's concern, uh, which is a very valid one, obviously. Uh, it's a valid concern. A guy who's been number one all this time, who whose game is not predicated on a three-point shot. And, you know, Billy Donovan does like the three-point shot. Mm. Uh, and a guy who is used to playing, you know, at the two. Um, yeah, I get all that. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Um, my thing was this. Um the best year of his career passing was last year, and he was playing small forward. He averaged the most assists he ever averaged. He still was putting up like 20-something a game. True, yeah. he was definitely the first option on the team on, on that level. But now he's in his 12th, 12th season <laughs> in the NBA. That's a good point. He's yeah. okay with not – yeah, he's okay with not being the first option right now. He, he's cool with that. He's at a point now where it's about winning, uh, where it's about, you know, just getting on a team where I can actually help guys win. Um He's. I don't know, and I don't want to disrespect Toronto's team. I have to go back and look, so I, I say this very cautiously, but I don't know if he's had this type of talent before around him. Um, but, I, I again, let me go – I have to go back and look at uh, the right. squad. I, I think he might be the best be team he's played wrong. on. Obviously but he he's Larry, around yeah. – t- Yeah, he's he's around two other all-stars mm. um, in, in Vooch, and he's around Zach, who, who is just Zach Levine. And then he's got <laughs> – um, Lonzo there and then he's got you know Pat Williams there like this is real straight up serious talent that he has around him so he doesn't have to do as much he he can play a different kind of game my thing about where he fits you're gonna see it in two ways one you're gonna see it more of his game being done in with the second unit that's where you're gonna see DeMar DeRozan just doing DeMar DeRozan stuff like Okay, he'll be the number one option when that happens. When their second unit comes in and he's with them, he'll be the number one option. And he'll be doing his thing that way. The other thing you're going to see it is in the fourth quarter because that's where the Bulls were absolutely screwing themselves these past couple yes. of years because yeah, yeah. they had nobody else that could go and create their own shot like Zach Levine. And when Zach Levine's your only shot creator, and they were asking Zach Levine to be the facilitator also, <laughs> which is why he was dribbling the ball out of bounds, stepping on the baseline all the time and taking, you know, bad shots because mm. he had to. He had no other option to. Who else was going to do it? Nobody else was, at, was going to do it for him. Hey, man, the finisher so he, was just sitting there. The finisher was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm just to let you know I'm over here in the corner. No. OK. <laughs> Zach. All right, I'll be there. Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> um, <laughs> But now, now you have a guy who you're like, I need a bucket now. Yep. Okay, I got you. You, you give him the ball, you, he's going to get you a bucket. And as, as you saw, like every single playoffs, I talk about how important the mid-range game is. You saw it in the finals because Chris Middleton was a beast, especially yeah, in that finals. Yep. Monster with that mid-range game for them in the finals. That's what, that's what was one of the deciding factors for them outside of Giannis just being Giannis. But that was one of the main factors for them. So now you got a guy who you can actually give a ball to and say, get out the way. Zach, you can spread the floor. You're okay. You got it. DeMar will go score because his footwork is supreme. And it goes with his athleticism. That's what makes him a monster like that because his footwork is just monstrous. 
Um, and it's gonna make it easier because also, and I'll, okay, I'm, I don't want to get into it because I'm sure we'll talk about it next too. But just having a point guard with you, it makes everything simpler and better too. And but Demar, yeah, I think those are the two spots that you're definitely gonna see it at is is in that second unit, um, and definitely in that fourth quarter. He's gonna get his money. He's gonna get his buckets, man. But I'm not worried about him in that number one option thing anymore because he coming in on this team. He's at least the second or third option, you know? And I and, and in my head, he's the third option behind Vooch. I agree, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think that's that's a good basketball team, I think. Like, dude, I listen, John, I can't even tell I, I have 2K. I hadn't played it in a year. I had no desire to play that game. As soon as this these trades happen, I've been playing 2K every day. <laughs> like, it's I'm all I've been as doing. Well, yep, yep. <laughs> it's, I'm so excited. I'm, and I'm playing it like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun game because you actually have talent around you. <laughs> and but but yes, when you when you've got another guy on your team who yep. can get buckets, it's never a bad thing. That is never a bad fit when somebody on your team can get buckets when you only have one bucket getter. You know, yeah, you have two. That's a good thing. I don't think people are thinking about that point is that they ha- did not have anybody else to create their own shot. Now you do. Now you've got that guy right there. So I'm expecting to see some victories with that. You know, the Bulls are set now in the sense that they actually have you know, a, a, an elite or a very, very good shot creator at the guard spot being obviously Zach, wing spot being Demar, and then obviously big man being, you know, Vooch. You know, that's a luxury that even, like, contending teams don't have. Like, you like you look at the, uh, obviously, Bucks, Milton, and Giannis being primary offensive options. You know, they still lack that that elite guard. I guess you could say Drew Holiday. Yeah, but, you know, I wouldn't say Drew Holiday's yeah. Zach Levine level offensively. You know, Drew's a really good, no. two, very good two-way yeah. player, but, you know, he's more defense than offense. Uh, so of the Bulls have yeah. three, like, very, very good scorers that have been, like, considered. Like, obviously, DeMar was, like, All-NBA second team, like, three years, two, three years ago. And, you know, Vooch yes. made, I think Vooch was third team uh, last year. Yeah. Like, not the Bulls season, yes, the season before that. Yep. So, yes. you know, Bulls got all NBA players. You know, there's no reason Zach can't be an all NBA player too with, you know, obviously right. the wins set to come, you know, this season. I can see it happening if he mm-hmm. puts up, you know, similar numbers. But, uh, yeah, right, no, the right. Bulls have like like a lot of scoring now. And you got Kobe White off the bench. Mm-hmm. They have like crazy scoring. And I think it's going to be so refreshing to watch, you know, a much improved team. Obviously scoring, which was like their biggest problem. You know, even the Boylan years, like the Bulls had like a decent defense, but the offense aside from Zach was just so bad. Like it was just so hard to watch. And you got last season with Thad Young's like your second best offensive player. And it's just like, right. I mean, we love Thad. Like I would, I would have loved to have yes. Thad back, but you know, he's, yes. he's not your second option. So, you know, it's going to be so refreshing to watch like good quality basketball. Uh, and, you know, someone who's going to, you know, pull some strings to make sure that happens, that has been raved about on Twitter since like the deadline last season. Bulls didn't end up getting him, but they got him in free agency. This is the guy they targeted, and we were just so excited to see if it was going to happen or not, and that is Lonzo Ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, it's I really did want Lonzo, and I think he his fit next to Zach Levine is incredibly good. And the fact that Lonzo's gone from coming into the league as just a really poor three-point shooter to the point where he's, you know, I, I guess you could say he's fully tra- changed his shooting mechanics, and now he's like a 40% mm-hmm. three-point shooter on like high volume. Right. Dude, like, right. this guy's a shooter, and he's also a playmaker, and he's also, like, one of the better defensive guards in the league. Like, you've got, like, a two-way player that can facilitate and shoot and just do a little bit of scoring as your, like, fourth guy on the team. And, you know, next to Zach, that's just the type of player we've been, like, begging to see. And, we, you know, we finally got it. Man, first of all, let me <laughs> let me go back to something you just said that Matt and I and John used to scream about all the time during the season was Thad Young is your second best <laughs> player on the team. We talked about that all the time. Like, like how, like he's your second best player. That's not a compliment. <laughs> like no disrespect. Cause we like that. We, we know what that could bring. And like you said, I didn't want to lose that at all. Um, but he'd be man, the he can't, Oh, he'd be perfect. And you know, they didn't want to trend. You know, they were trying to get Lowry on yep, that deal, yep. but it, it didn't work out, but I credit AK and Eversley for saying, well, that didn't work. It's not a deal breaker. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that young in there because yep. we need DeMar DeRozan. That's why I love them so much because that old regime, I promise you, that would have been a deal breaker. They wouldn't have done that. Um, but yes, he can't be your second best. And the other thing you said that was very key was their biggest problem was offense in the NBA. <laughs> biggest problem was scoring. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so true, and 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 it makes my brain hurt because it's so accurate. 
But yes, their biggest problem was offense. Oh my God. But it's not a problem anymore. But yes, Lonzo Ball. I wanted Lonzo Ball for years. <laughs> I've been wanting Lonzo <laughs> Ball for since his second year with the Lakers. I would sit here and look at this team and say, I see where he fits in here. Yeah, I think yeah. he'd be good here in Chicago. I saw it then. When he went to New Orleans, I was like, I think he'd be good here. He, I see where he could fit in here. And when they made the move and were trying to actually get him, actively trying to get him, another reason I was falling in love with AK and Mark Eversley, because they recognize the flaw in their team and they know who needs to be where to make your team better. You didn't need a point guard who was going to be like just completely ball dominant and score all the time, kind of like a Kimball Walker. Mm. You didn't you didn't need that. Nothing against Kimba, but Kimba, you know, he doesn't play that same. We don't we didn't need uh that kind of services right here. Uh, at that position, you needed a guy who can set up the team. You needed a guy who can run the offense. You needed a guy who could find people and get everybody involved. And you needed some defense. And, you know, a guy who can hit an open three-point shot. He does all of those things. And, honestly, he does all those things very good. Those are his, like, high qualities. <laughs> like, those are the things he does well. The passing. I can't wait to just see simple, good athletic plays, Josh. Like the an to Zach and DeMar. You, yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? simple athletic plays that I haven't seen for years. I'm just going to be happy with that. So I'm going to be excited for that. So when I see him actually do some really incredible basketball stuff, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. He is also another gym rat. He is also a guy that eats, sleeps, breathes basketball. What tells you that? The fact that what you just mentioned, he changed his entire shot in a couple years. And it worked. He went from being one of the worst shooters. Like to being one of the best shooters in the league in, in a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Like just that changed his whole style and the way he shot it. That's not easy. That's very hard. That's that says something about your work ethic and your mentality. So you're bringing that stuff here to a place where the most important thing of this, Josh, he wants to be here. He was like, they wanted me for me. And now I get to play the game that I kind of want to play. Because he's saying that we still haven't seen him play the game that he wants to play. And I actually, I think it's very true. Um, and that's kind of why he had to work on his shot last year, because Stan Van Gundy ran him more off the ball. Yeah, he got shared behind Ingram a lot. Shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And and that's okay, that's because fine, he was yeah. an all-star. I get it. He was an all-star, and you got Zion Williamson. I get that. That makes sense. But now he's in a position where we're not asking him to do that. But I guarantee you he's going to get a lot of open three-point shots. Yes. Because when you got DeMar, when you got Vooch, and when you got uh, Zach. Zach creating space. You got to guard somebody. Yeah. Like, those guys all create so much attention. Someone's going to be open. Yes. Somebody, right. Someone's going to be wide open. And it's going to be him on the baseline shooting at three and cashing it in. I can't wait to watch that. He is everything I I wanted in a a point guard for this team. Yes. He fits the needs for this team. And his defense. He can play off ball Man, look. Oh, my God. Yeah, he can play off ball, too. Yes, correct. So when Billy Donovan wants to run those three-guard lineups, like because you know he's going to want to run those. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be awesome in that. Uh, but, man, that defense, listen, he's every bit of six foot six, foot six and he knows it. And I, and I tell you, Josh, I say it all. I love people who know they're tall. And he knows he's tall. And, I mean, he is a great underball defender. And that is where that bread is going to be buttered because the Bulls were, all, like you said, decent at defense. They got, they just got better because your flaws. He, you're going to see Zach Levine look better defensively. I'm not saying not because he didn't work on it, but now he's playing next to a better guard yep. who who can play defense. He doesn't have to like guard a man and guard a half. the good ball handlers. Like, <laughs> like you're going to get guard, you know, your Russell Westbrook, your Kyrie Irving's, like those right, guys. right. So I got I got Patrick Williams who can guard your best player on your team from from two to four. Mm. Or, you know, I can guard your best player on your team, and now I have a person who can guard your best ball handler on your team. That means Zach Levine can now be in those passing lanes, yep. getting those steals, starting that transition and kicking that break off. That's exciting. <laughs> like that's very exciting. Those are the things that Lonzo Ball is is going to bring to the Bulls, man. And and I'm just excited because he wants to be here i can't stress that enough it's been a long time since guys have said they want to be here or guy or they want me because they wanted me for me mm. that means something to him and that means something to the bulls and that means something to me man because i'm bringing you're bringing in guys who have chips on their shoulders now demar Derozan don't like people talking about fit uh he wants to win zach levine got the chip on his shoulder you know he does patrick williams getting the chip on his shoulder you know vooch got one on his and now you got lonzo coming in with one too 
So now I got all my starting five who who got chips on the shoulder and want to prove people wrong. Yeah, man, yeah. look, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to watch this, Josh. So I can't fun. wait to watch it. Bro, man. it's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love Alonzo's fit with the Bulls. I think that we'll see once Kobe's healthy again. You know, I think a three card lineup with Zach Kobe and Lonzo could be quite like a very fun lineup as well. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. combinations that Bulls can go to. That's like really exciting. Uh, you know, last guy we haven't talked about yet at all. And this is somebody that, you know, you're talking before about, you know, if you're a hustler in Chicago, you know, everyone's going to love you talking about Kirk Heinrich, those type of players. Someone that embodies that is Alex Caruso. And this guy is like <laughs> a six, five guard. He's got the Chris Dunn defense we saw, but he also is like a, a solid shooter to the point where he's like, good he's a good shooter and he can run a bit of point guard he can run on or off the ball but like he's he's a big bigger version of chris dunn that can like shoot like he's one of the best defenders in the league he's really really strong defensively and i think that you know he's going to be good really good for bulls man he was he was definitely a a left hook that i didn't see coming Um, very surprising yeah it did not seem like a good like sign the bulls would do yeah at all i did i just didn't see it Oh God! Well, you know what? Let me say before I get into Caruso, like AK and Eversley did it. All they did was go out this offseason and answered every question yeah. that I had. They said, "I, I was like, man, we got to get this point guard straightened out." They went and got one. Okay, we need wing help. We need really de- need help on the wing. Okay, we're gonna answer that question, man. You know, we need backup center. We got to get that. Okay, we got that covered. You know what? I, and you know what I love, Josh? I love goons. I, I love goons, and I'm like, we need a goon on our team. Okay, I'm going to go get that then. We're going to go get Caruso, <laughs> and we go get that cover. Laker fans are mad because Caruso is gone. That should tell you everything you need to know. They got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they're mad that they lost Caruso. Like, that should let you know something. Yeah. But I love the fact, again, six foot five, uh, will be great coming off that bench, can definitely run the point guard. He can definitely play the two. He's a combo guard, actually. But he he's definitely uh, can handle the ball for you if you're going to need a point guard to you know hand the ball and facilitate. Loves to pass. He he talked about it in his in his media availability, how he can't wait to throw these alley oops to Zach. He can't wait to kick kick a couple of lobs to him, man, because he, he used to do it a lot with LeBron. If you saw, mm, yeah. um, great sock man, just an awesome defender, as you mentioned. Another really excellent unball defender, dives on the floor. You know, not afraid. You know, what I'm saying to get a little dirty in there. He's that kind of tough minded, tough nosed, hard nosed player, um, who has that like he called it like that uber confidence in his game because it's gotten him that far. Like he, he, he goes out there thinking I'm the best in the, in this game. And that's how you should be thinking, but it doesn't come across as arrogant. It just comes across as hard work. And that's awesome to see. And, and the other thing about it, the man is athletic. He will dunk on you. (laughs) Like be prepared. Don't be shocked when he dunks on you because he will do that. The tip dunks, all of that stuff. He does that kind of thing, man. So don't be surprised when you see Caruso do those things. So yeah, like they can run through guard lineups with Caruso in there too. Now they now you have stuff where you can say, okay, let me put in my defensive lineup. You know what I mean? Like now you can make those substitutions in the fourth quarter when you could sub out a lesser defender for Caruso for defensive purposes. Now you give a coach options to think and use these certain players out here to make your team better. Mm. And guys like Caruso is what do that, man. And just his work ethic is going to rub off again on guys like Ayo because Ayo is a guy with that kind of work ethic, you know what I'm saying, who's also plays defense and also is a point guard. Boom, let me bring in an actual champion for you to actually sit here and learn from it. <laughs> and not just a champion, someone who is influential in, in them actually getting the title. So, yeah, let me bring him in here. Boom, that's something you can put on your team that he can just bring the ring in and show it to people. Because we got a lot of people on this team who ain't never seen one or even sniffed the playoffs. Yeah. So now he, you got guys in here who, who've done it that can talk to you about it and what it means and what it takes to actually get there. And the hard work, man. I can't. Yeah. Caruso is going to be a fan favorite. I promise you. He, he is going to be beloved here in Chicago. Well, I've got a question for you quickly. Do you know who the last bull, uh, you know, current player, sorry, player who's still obviously in the league to, to win a championship. Who, do you know who the last player was who was on the Bulls that's won a, won a ring? The last player on the Bulls who's won a ring. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously been signed um, or traded or whatnot to the Bulls. Like, you mean, like, on the team right now? Uh, or was on the team. You know, like, the most recent player was. Uh, Rondo keeps popping in my head. There's one more, like, Rondo past Rondo, like, ahead of Rondo. Like, more recently. Around that there. time? 
More recently? Yeah. Dude, I'll be surprised uh, if you know this. I only Bulls. just knew that. I found out about this. That was on the Bulls. Small forward slash um, shooting guard. Okay, it's not him. Ah, oh, drawing a blank. All right, tell me. Hit me. Justin Holiday with the Warriors in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> he played six minutes in the playoffs, and it was going to blow out with him. Oh my god, we were so trash. <laughs> That's some championship mentality right there. Justin Holiday, NBA champ. Oh my god. Oh my lord, man. <laughs> oh god, we were so bad. <laughs> Those were just a dark days. We just don't want to get back to that. But yeah, yeah you know, Josh, I can just hear Boylan say, you know, we've got an NBA champion oh, you know, no. on our team. A guy who's won, he knows how to do it. <laughs> I can just hear that foolishness coming out of his mouth. Oh my man. god, yo, Justin Holiday. Oh my god, <laughs> nah, yeah, we were bad. You mentioned like a great point though about like the Bulls bringing in winners. Like they literally brought in an NBA champion who's like one of LeBron's favorite teammates. Yeah, like yeah, LeBron James's favorite teammates who was an important part of an NBA championship. You know, playing twenty five minutes on a you know the best team in the NBA. So you know, this is somebody that's obviously going to teach. You know, he's going to as well as being obviously like a learner. You know, he's going to be a teacher as well. As some of these guys, like even Demar, I'm sure Demar be asking questions about like. Know, playoffs and that's someone who's been in the league for you know 12 years as you said like right. you know he offers a lot in terms of his experience uh you know with deep playoff yeah. runs playing with you know two greats obviously lebron and, and not as much of a great but you know anthony davis one of the best better forwards in the league so yeah i think caruso yeah. is going to be you know, an awesome fit was, we we're talking about three guard lineups before you know a three guard lineup of like lonzo zach caruso that would just, that would be really really fun you know, you, you pair that with like Demar at the four, Vooch at the five, something like that, and you've got a really nice two-way team. But yeah, I think the Bulls are just going to be an extremely versatile team with all these you know players they've brought in. Like you look at a guy like Demar, he can play the two, three, or the four. You know, Caruso one, two, or three, and, and they also brought in Lonzo who can play one, two, and three as well. So yeah, I, I think the way they're trying to go because you know how Donovan likes to play too is coach two as well as mm-hmm. uh you know versatile players, and the Bulls like really do have yeah. that. Aside from you know Vucevic. You know, every one of these players can play multiple positions. You know, obviously Vooch is just yes. going to be a full-on five, but, you know, you got Zach can play, you know, one, two, three. Anyone can just switch between positions and, you know, play, like, well. You're so right. I mean, that's I said that, too, recently on the show. Like, the only person set at their position is Vooch. Yeah. Like, everybody else, you can kind of move around. Like, Vooch, and you can argue Lonzo, but yep. in, on, on certain times, he's going to be playing off ball. Like like you said, when he's running those three-guard lineups, like, he'll easily, he could cheat at the two. Mm. Like, he could cheat there. Um, like Zach can cheat at 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 a point guard if you want him to, and you're in the three guard lineup. You, he can cheat there. Um, yeah. So yeah, the only person I'm like, yeah, for sure, he's playing. He's not going anywhere. Is Vooch. That's it. Like everybody else is fluid. Um, and you're right, man. Those combo guards, they have a thing for combo guards because that's all they're getting. Um, uh, when they get these, when they make these drafts, that's why they passed on Sharif Cooper. Mm. Was the fact he was six feet tall. That was the main. I'm telling you, that's the main reason they passed on him. Everybody, I thought I thought he could play. I'm like, yeah, he he can play. I watched him. He's I good, know he yeah. can play. Yeah. Terrible, not a great three-point shooter. Yeah. But he he can play though. That dude can facilitate. Like I've watched that. Like he's good. But he's six feet tall. And and the Bulls have made their decision. Like we 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 want to be big. And we want to, you know what I'm saying? We want to play defense and we want to be tough nosed and we want to run. Like, that's what I like so much about this, Josh. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be grinded out. It seems like it's just going to be fun basketball with toughness added in. Yep. Like, that's what I like. You know what I mean? That's that's an NBA team. You know, like, let, let's make it fun to watch. But, you know, let's let's not lose sight of what it really is when it comes down to it. Is you, you know, sometimes you got to be tough on there. I do think that the Bulls need one more thing. I think they need just one more veteran, one more goon. A shooter. So that's why I'm shooting. Yeah, I don't want right. Oh, you know what? You're right. Like a you know what? Yeah, absolutely. Small four be perfect. They do not have a knockdown shooter like that. That is one thing they're definitely. Dude, I was really hoping they could get Danny Green. Obviously, went back to Philly, but he would have been nice. Really good fit. Yeah, you're right. If they got Danny Green, I would have been. I would have been like, cool. Let's run. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. But yeah, I I want that. You're right. Okay, two things. You're right. Because you're right. I definitely (laughs) need a knockdown shooter to get out there. But I I I think they need one more quality goon vet. Who could come in and just get you like four points, a few rebounds, and use six fouls? Because they still have a roster spot. That's right? all. 
Say it again. The Bulls still have one or two roster spots. Left. Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah. they have three. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And if they sign and trade Lowry, which is still seems like something that's going to happen. You know, you yeah. can bring somebody back like that. Yeah. Yeah. You get like, even though they do it with Dallas, you get a Maxi Cleaver mm. uh, who would fill that void. Um, or even uh, over the bins, like even a, a, a Paul Millsap, who's That'd just nice. you know, an older yeah, yeah. veteran. But he fit, he sets the tone. Like I like when teams could come in and you see the guy on our bench. He's the tone setter. Like you ain't about to come push us around. Like he, he can set the tone, and then he could cheat some minutes for you at the power four position, just in case you know Pat gets in foul trouble or something like that. So mm. yeah, like it's, it's we need yeah, our man. like, like Jared Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need a Jared Dudley, but not Jared Dudley. Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. That's exactly right. That's exactly how I need. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for, man. Just give yep. me that one for sure. Old man goon and a knockdown shooter. Yep. And I'm talking about I will be in meathead mode for most of it. <laughs> uh, last thing that we should probably talk about is just kind of get into a little bit of predictions on how we think this roster will perform. Uh, you know, this is always fun. And a lot of people have had different input and opinions on, you know, what this Bulls team is kind of going to look like at the end of this upcoming season. Uh you know, my prediction for this season, I, I think this team's good enough to get out of the first round. I don't think they're an NBA Finals team. I mean, who knows? We don't know yet. Right. But I think this is probably like maybe a second round team that like takes mm-hmm. that could take the box to like six games, five six games. Okay. What are you thinking okay. on this Bulls team? Uh, I definitely. You know what's fun, Josh? What's that? Last year, the the play in game was the goal, and now it's the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. So. And that's that's so exciting for me right now. I definitely think they're a playoff team for sure. Mm. I don't know about them getting out the first round. Okay, uh, it depends on the because I'm concerned. Yeah, it depends on the matchup, and I still have questions about the bench just because of the youth that we have. Yeah, and you know I'm concerned about it gelling like that. Like it's still certain things I'm they're missing. Like when I see the complete team, I think I'll have a better assessment on. But looking at it as is, I don't know. I don't know if they'll get out of the first round. Um. I can see definitely see it happening mm. uh, because of the starting five they have is just really really excellent. But if, if it's it's going to take it, and it, but you know what, you're right because in the playoffs you can run eight, you can pretty much run eight deep, and you know go with that. So yeah, it's a possibility they can get out there, man. But I'm just being uh, shockingly cautious I'm <laughs> when, it, when it comes to this team. Yeah, I know, right? Because I'm not that. But I, I'm, I'm being shockingly cautious um, yeah, yeah. with this team, man. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm usually not this way, but I'm usually We've I'm been tricked into thinking that Tomasa Aranci is going to save this team. We've been tricked into like oh, thinking things are going to be better than they just are. Well, that Larry's our uh, franchise player. We've been fooled many times. So <laughs> so many lies have been told. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so many exactly. terrible things that, you know, and I, I, you know what I equated this front office to in Billy Don? I was like, it's like, it's like you've had a terrible father for all these years <laughs> and then the new stepdad comes in and, and he's awesome everything. <laughs> and but but he tries to give you a hug and you flinch yeah you know what i'm saying yep. like you're still you know like eh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, what are you yeah, doing yeah, because yeah. yeah because you're used to your your crappy dad you know what I'm saying doing terrible things and, yep. and you know not picking you up from soccer practice you know what i'm saying and and stuff like that like you're used to being treated bad so mm. when you get in this these new this new stepdad in here and he's nice to you and he's kind, it takes a while to come around and just wrap your arms around him and say, okay, I can allow you to love me. It's okay to, you know, to love you like that. Yep. So that's kind of what I equate this to. And that's probably why I'm, I'm being cautious on it, but man, it, it, it has nothing to do with my belief because as you know, cause I'm sure you, I've been all in. I'm all in with them because everything they've said they have done. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, but as far as yeah, that prediction, I definitely this is a playoff team for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I I will uh, with 100% sh- uh sureness, I I say that that this team is a playoff team. Uh whether they get out the first round or not, I'm not ready to say that yet. I'm not ready to say that yet, but I'm man, am I rooting for it. <laughs> Honestly, if we get to like, a second round, that's the championship. That's crazy, team. yeah. Honestly, I think the worst like case scenario for a playoff you know, Bulls not getting out of the first round as if, say, they're the fifth seed and Miami's the fourth seed. Like, I honestly, I, I like the playoff series against Miami. I think it'll be fun. But 
Yeah, I, I don't know if we'd be able to beat that Miami team in the first round. Just what we experienced, they have, and they're a deep team as well. It, it would be a really mm. fun series, and obviously it would bring back that, that rivalry from the, that Bulls yeah. Heat rivalry. It would be so fun. But yeah, man. Dude, like, fight, like versing a team like uh, like Miami in the first round, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Like, I'd much rather verse a team like Atlanta or, you know, mm. Atlanta would be a good, fun matchup in the first round, or maybe even like Philadelphia, you know, something like that would mm. be a lot mm. better than like the Heat. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'd rather go against the Heat. Really? <laughs> like I want the Heat because it, it would just because it would just be fun. Yeah, it, it would, would be it would fun. Just be just that that kind of tough matchup. And yeah, yeah. And us beating the Heat for me would mean more than if we beat a team like Atlanta. Okay. It okay. would mean more. Like if we beat that team, just that, because of the know, rivalry in the past of the Heat of the rivalry, like similar to his now too. Yeah. Yes, that, yeah. yes, of the matchup of, you know, of Pat Riley, you know, of Jimmy Butler, you know, of all mm. that, you know what I'm saying? All that coming to fruition now. We coming in brand new yep. and we take on the heat and we beat them. Like, for real, I would feel like we won the title. Like, I would really feel like this is our championship. I ain't worried about who we play in the second yeah, round. Yeah, like, uh, we next won. Yeah. yeah, right, great, right. Yeah, well, I know how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just happy that we got this. Now let's work on the experience. That would be fun. Because that's what that's going to be yeah. if we play the Bucks in the second round. That's that's what you call an experience uh, uh, series because that's what you learn. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm a fan, but yeah, yeah. I, I would want the heat. Yeah. I would. I would want the heat, bro, for real. Okay, okay. Uh, honestly, I think uh, have we anything that you want to talk about we've kind of missed or you good to, you good to close out here? Oh, look, man. Be excited about this team, y'all. <laughs> like this is this is awesome. We've been asking for this for years, and I see a lot of people getting their complaint on for some strange reason, and I don't understand it. I understand? I don't mind skepticism, especially when it's logical. If you have logical like takes about, we talked about it earlier with the Rosen, yeah. why people aren't might not be too sure about all that, that makes total sense. That is a basketball skeptic that makes sense. But when you guys come up with these, oh, this is the worst trade. <laughs> like why did they this is dumb he's not worth this money you should do. stop you ain't seen this in about four or five years you've been crying for this do you know the trash we sat through do you realize the, the, probably the same people that like the wade movie? signing as well <laughs> hey don't put me in that i like the wade uh, i, I like wade too i like that it was different. a fun year it's a fun season that w- it was a fun year but yeah but dude but I'm just saying, it's yeah. it's been atrocious. It it's been. been atrocious. So the fact that we have come out of this and we are a better basketball team, y'all just need to be excited, man. And Me once again, shout out to – Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, you know what? A Knicks series would, would be awesome. That would be also. fun. Let me say that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That would be so much fun also. But also, when I mean finish by saying this, man, shout out to you, Josh. Appreciate and it. I say this every time to you, man. This brother is is – not even old enough to get a drink and he is better than a lot of people out there like already he is already better he is awesome what incredible i appreciate you detailed thank you fan man great podcast he is awesome man so shout out to you josh i appreciate it dave uh anyway where can where can the viewers find you on you know twitter and all that sort of stuff um uh twitter i am at ball sports bow (laughs) b-a-w-l sports (laughs) every time you get on the pod you have to say that (laughs) Yeah, oh, no no doubt. I got you. I got you. Check out uh, the podcast, the Bow on Bulls podcast. We are right now doing our tournament of trash. Uh, we just finished round one. Our The topic this year is worst ball sports takes. These are the worst takes that we've had over the years, uh, including my, me, uh, Chris, and uh, my friend uh, D. Jackson, who also has a segment uh, on Ball on Bulls. So we included him. Personally, I thought his it's, all of our takes are just bad. <laughs> like they're, they're just Dude, what's your horrible worst takes take? that, that we've had. So you've got one just really my, bad. My worst take. one? Yeah. Oh, that is a great question, man. Uh, I don't want to say Lowry. <laughs> I've got some bad Lowry <laughs> ones might, too. Real bad ones. It might be Lowry, man. <laughs> I was riding hard for Lowry, brother. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at his hot sauce right now. Dude, I can I just got. imagine. <laughs> I'm already like remembering us. Like, like uh, I think the first time he jumped on the pod was like 2019, 20 preseason. Like Larry Third Gen, yeah. we all you and I were so excited, and Khan was like oh excited too. We were, and it just just did dude. not go well. We we're like, oh, he'll be better. He's not as aggressive, but it's preseason. Yep. He'll be good. Yeah, it just keeps getting good. worse. I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about man. I will, I can't tell you how angry it would make me watching his tapes from overseas in Finland. Man. Oh man, how angry that yeah, man! Because I'm like, Twitter. who is that? <laughs> like, who is 
this. Look at this dude. He's dominating people. He's yelling for the ball. Yep, yep. He can't wait to score. Like, where's this guy? Like, I'm, I get angry now when I watch that stuff, man. So, Lowry was probably my worst, worst one. Yep. But there's some bad ones on here. Um, Mo Bamba, uh, definitely I was high on Mo Bamba. Good reasons uh, Mo behind Bamba's him, on here. I liked him. Uh, my, uh, my, yes. Yeah, well, fair, fair. Uh, my friend D, <laughs> D. Jackson, uh, when he said Ben Wallace is not a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Um, oh, when he compared Zach Levine to Ricky Davis. Oh, jeez. How long ago um, was this? I'm hoping no, this, this was like after he signed the contract. This no, this was a few years back. Okay, this was a couple years okay. back, like right, like kind of like right after his injury when he was after he played that injury shortened season with the Bulls, yep, going yep. into that next year, uh, he made he kind of made that comparison, but we definitely berated him about that <laughs> when he said it, and it's yeah, so it's those kind of bad takes that are on here. It's very fun. We're gonna have Celine from Bulls Gold doing round two, nice, uh, with us, man, and a surprise guest for uh round three. We always have a surprise guest, um for the tournament so we're doing that um also i do um as you mentioned locked on the bulls uh with my man matt where we discuss the bulls every day uh excuse me on the uh locked on podcast uh network so anywhere you listen to podcasts you can see it and you can watch us on youtube also because all this stuff is on youtube so you can get go to the locked on bulls youtube page and you can see my wonderful face along with matt's wonderful face as we uh, talk about the Chicago Bulls and just be excited and geeked up about it. So, yeah, you can check us out there. Yes, sir. And uh, we've got a couple months to go until the NBA season where we can finally see these Bulls play. But uh, we're closing out here. Thanks, Heaps, Dave, for jumping on. This is you know really fun chat. Always love talking to you. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Heaps.